0: Welcome to the Unfuck Yourself and Be Beautiful podcast with your host, Alexis Magdalene. And today, I'm joined with my mom. Hi, Candy. Candy. So, today we started a podcast and then we deleted it because we were going to talk about imposter syndrome, but it's a really heavy subject, so... Um, it kind of was like hard to talk about or try to figure out like kind of what we wanted to say about it mm-hmm. But as we talked about imposter syndrome and how I went from zookeeping to being a small business owner and even calling myself a small business owner was a little bit hard for me um, especially because I always thought I'd just be a zookeeper so it was really weird to be like zookeeper small business owner even though you guys have always had Small business. But I always call you like an entrepreneur because it sounded fancier. I think small business is a word that just recently started getting big. Like it's something that people just started being like, Ooh, I want to support a small business.
1: Right. And and used to you used to think small business is like a little grocery store or a little cafe or something like that. Whereas now, you know, small business can even be like
0: the Etsy stores, yeah, working out of your garage because like mm-hmm. I feel like when we started t-shirts being a garage um brand wasn't even like that like nice like people were kind of like mm, okay you're, you're not a big garage. company like I want to I want shirts from this like well big company so now that we're big I feel like people are like oh we love those little garage companies or people who started in the garage it's like a a nice story to tell. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's really weird how far small businesses have come and how that's kind of like when we were talking about imposter syndrome, I feel like that's a lot of what made me feel like an imposter was that like I would, my passion was zookeeping. So like I knew that, but then when I had a kid, I guess it kind of like, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have like a, I'm going to be a zookeeper forever. I just was like, I want to be a zookeeper. Okay. Did it. Then had a kid and like, okay, well now I'm a mom. And then I'm like, okay, now that before I was a mom, I was pregnant and I was like, okay, now I'm an entrepreneur because I'm starting this business from scratch. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like to be like, we own a small business, even though we were working out of our house. But it was kind of like, it was like your small business and then I took off after it. So then I guess that's kind of where I feel like imposter after imposter. Like I'm just like going after people and it wasn't like my thing, but now it's become my thing it's really right. weird it's weird it's it's crazy how how big a small business can get but how you still feel so small oh all the time right isn't that that's like in a whole point of imposter syndrome too is like i i feel like this people look at us as a successful huge company they're like oh wow you you know you're filthy rich you're all this mm-hmm. stuff and you're just like what I'm a small business like do you know how much money goes back into that Mm -hmm. like how many days you go without a paycheck and things like that Mm -hmm. like as a small business there's it's all about family and like customers and quality it's not about like high volume large profit Mm -hmm. it's that's not it and I think that's why people love the ideas of small businesses so much because they realize how hard it is to start one and how hard it is to keep one right because it, it is that heater just kicked on. It's hot. Oh, I sneeze. God bless Sorry. you. <laughs> Sorry, just one. <laughs> I have like four when I sneeze.
1: But yeah, the small business thing is, you know, nowadays people are trying to figure out stuff all the time. You know, it's like, you know, what can you do? Can you know, walking dogs is now a is an yeah, actual it's job. A, yeah, you know, it it's
0: used like, to be like, oh, you just mowed lawns okay cool you're making a buck and now it's like no that's like an entire business now you can grow that from you know mowing your neighbor's yard to mowing 20 yards to now you have a full business with employees right it's crazy how how and people like like my my grandpa he started um working in a grocery store and then he became vice president Mm -hmm. of the grocery store and it's like crazy how people work their way up and that's like how small businesses too it's just such a different concept from then and now just Mm -hmm. in about like 40 50 years Uh it's crazy it just in the last five years since I started my company the difference of what an entrepreneur meant to what an entrepreneur is now like an entrepreneur now I feel like has passive income like has like different ways that they earn money flipping houses investments you know things like that and and so it's, like, I really don't see myself as an entrepreneur because I don't have, like, passive income. So now I used to call myself an entrepreneur and not a small business owner. And now it's, like, vice versa. Now I feel like a small business owner and mm. not an entrepreneur because I feel like the the language has switched the way yes. that people call them and stuff. It's crazy. Same with, like, the zookeeping. Even people who, like, volunteer and intern don't feel like zookeepers. But you're doing, You're you're, you're doing taking care, thing. you're zookeeping. You're taking care care of animals. It's just not the same title and the same, you know, it's just weird. And so I feel like a lot of volunteers and interns feel like imposters because they don't have the job title.
1: Oh, I don't know how many times I went out there on weekends to help you out and, you know, cutting up the fruit
0: and getting Mm -hmm. all the food prepared. Doing the same things me as a zookeeper. Mm -hmm. I was like actually like a director of animal care Mm -hmm. at 20. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to think that you know, like, I, I didn't even, I, and I worked at a, a wildlife ranch, a, a nonprofit, and so I, I honestly didn't even see myself as, like, a real zookeeper, especially because I wasn't getting paid a lot, I was living on the property, like, it, it, I didn't see myself as, like, an actual, like, legit zookeeper, just because it wasn't, like, a legit zookeeper job, even though I was doing the same thing, caring for the animals taking care, bringing them to my home, you know, raising babies, and all different kinds of things, I was doing a lot. And it, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I became a zookeeper until I was like a legit establishment that's like AZAC and AZA accredited, mm-hmm. which is so weird. And then um, I never went to the AZAC conferences when I was a zookeeper, but when I started my clothing line and we started donating money and to the AZACs and everything, they invited me in. And it's so weird because then I felt like a really big imposter because I didn't have... I wasn't a keeper, so I wasn't working with animals on a daily basis. I was making clothes for zookeepers. Mm-hmm. So I felt like my total, total title, my whole title, had changed. And so then they would invite me into the presentations, and I'd just be like, am I allowed to be here? Because I don't know if I'm going to be a zookeeper. Like, I always wanted to be a zookeeper then at the time. And it's like, now that my business is growing and becoming more, like, I don't know if I'll go back because I really, I love zookeeping, but I really love what I do now. Mm-hmm. So then you just don't know. So it's almost like you just have to find what makes you happy now and keep going with it. And it's really hard because then you feel like a fake or an imposter or whatever. And in reality, you just have to like be like, okay, I was a zookeeper. So I have that knowledge and experience. So Mm -hmm. I'm not an imposter because I could go back into that field, you know. And I have the knowledge and experience that I've learned from there. I just have new knowledge and experience that I learned from here. Like, now I can make shirts. Now I know how to design things. Now, you know, I'm really good at social media, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's crazy how life changes. Changes Kind of changes a lot. Yeah. I don't think it's really an
1: imposter syndrome. I think it's just a <clears throat> evolving syndrome.
0: I think that's just a way to say that you're aware of how you feel. Because, oh. like, I wouldn't have called, I wouldn't have said that I had an imposter syndrome when I was going to those, like, uh, conferences, and I was really shy I was really reserved I was really scared to talk to people because I just felt like I didn't fit in and I just chopped that up to being like an introvert or like I was super shy or that I didn't know how to talk to these people when in reality now that I look back at it I actually had that imposter syndrome feeling where I'm like I don't belong here I'm not a zookeeper anymore I don't know how to talk to these yeah, zookeepers you
1: missed out on well,
0: exactly and the thing too is like they would talk about animals and I'd be like oh my god I worked with a cotton top tamarind and then I'd be like oh but I don't anymore Like, they do. So then I'd stop and hold myself back from the conversation. And I'd be like, oh, I worked with this animal, and I worked with this animal, and oh, I used to work... And they'd be like, what animals do you work with? And I was like, well, I did. And then it just would make me feel like, ugh, I'm not the same as them. I don't belong in this conversation, you know? And I think that's that imposter syndrome is, like, it makes you feel like you're not enough, that, you know, you're not worthy of being in that situation, when in reality, I was donating, you know, when I was a zookeeper... Uh, I, you get back to wildlife all the time and everything, but I wasn't doing a lot. And then when I became, when I started Animals Anonymous Apparel, we donated tens of thousands, $50,000 to wildlife. So here I'm doing all these amazing things for wildlife, but since it's just giving money and it's not like a physical cleaning. yeah, I felt like it wasn't enough. Like it's just, it's, I'm not giving back to that wildlife, like in my face. I'm not seeing it. I'm just, you know putting money towards it Mm. but in reality that's a big thing but I felt like it wasn't enough because you just feel like these zookeepers and these people are doing more or they're living that passion that you're not currently living Mm. when in reality I had this big passion for my clothing line and I was embarrassed or scared to show that like I I wasn't I hid my pride a little bit see the thing about the
1: t-shirts with your t-shirts and things it's like every one of them gives you an
0: opportunity to talk about mm-hmm. that's why we called animal, it animals yeah. anonymous right. like it has like our one of our first shirts was in a copy and at the time I didn't even know what a copy was and so I had learned through zookeeping and everything and so then I I wanted this cute little copy butt because that's what you they're known for is mm-hmm. those stripes on their butt and it really started a conversation because people were like oh they're just zebras and I'm like no they're actually related to a giraffe so there you go there's like a conversation and that was the Mm -hmm. whole purpose of anonymous animals being known you know pangolins we started the pangolin Mm -hmm. and barely anybody knew and now like uh, so many people know about pangolins and it's really cool to be like oh is that a pangolin on your shirt that's so cool Mm -hmm. so it's and it's also a way to connect I feel like that's a big reason why people love animals anonymous so much is they call it the um zookeeper clothing Because you can spot a zookeeper at a zoo who's not working. They're like, oh, they're wearing AA. And so it's like a way to connect and start a conversation. Like, uh, a lot of zookeepers are very shy because they work closely with animals versus people, even though I think we work a lot. I worked a lot with people as a zookeeper, so that's so not true. Um, But we relate more to those animals and things. And, And so when you go and you dress up in AA and you go to... Um, a zoo, another zookeeper will be like, are, are you a zookeeper? Like, mm-hmm. I have that shirt too, mm-hmm. or I have that design too, and it's just like a really cool way... Um, to, like, say, hi, I'm here without being like, hi, I'm a zookeeper, mm. look at me, blah, blah, right. you know? It helps you feel like you're not an imposter, like you're, like, right, right there with them. Right. Or that you used to be a zookeeper. It starts a conversation, and I think it really helps people, you know, not feel fake. They feel like they're giving back, and they feel like they, they've worked with these animals, and it's their way to kind of shine. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my friends are former zookeepers, too, and then they do things to get back. I have, like, my awesome friend who made my cup here. Yay, you can't see it on the podcast, sorry. But, you know, I have friends who make tumblers, friends who make decals, friends who do a lot of things that give back to wildlife or, you know, give back to zookeepers who, like, um, want to, want to feel involved and Mm want to feel part of that because they don't know if they're going to get back into zookeeping, they don't know if they want to get back into zookeeping. Or even, like,
1: we, we uh, actually got a painting
0: from, um, Faces of Endangered. Yeah. Faces of the Endangered, yeah. Mm Yeah, we do. Like behind me, I've got my animal paintings and stuff. I've got lemurs and penguins, all that I've worked with and everything. And it's nice to, it took me years to kind of want to hang them up because I. it kind of made me sad that I'm not a zookeeper anymore. But it's weird. It's a weird sad because I love what I do and I love what I'm doing and I love going to work every day. And so I don't really want to switch jobs or want to be a zookeeper right now. So it's weird to be sad that I'm not a zookeeper
1: makes any sense it's not like you're never going to have the opportunity I mean we right live right down the but street even right home. now is
0: I kind of don't want the opportunity like I have three young kids so it's nice to be home or be close to their daycare if there's an emergency or anything like that so eventually I want to start volunteering and doing things like that but my business takes so much of my time I can't but I'm okay with it right now because I like where I'm at and I like that it's mm-hmm. growing. And I like the idea of knowing that I can always go back or I can always find something to get back into. Like, we live close to the nature refuge. Mm-hmm. We live close to a big cat sanctuary and things like that. Yeah. So, and it was cool the other day. Um, my dad and brothers are firefighters right here in our city. And they had a bunch of water hose and we filled up the truck and we brought it to the, um... Big Cat Sanctuary. Yeah, the Big Cat Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. We brought them all this water hose and then I even brought them some shirts from AA just to kind of let them know like we're all together and this was really cool and it was really fun and they loved it and it was Mm -hmm. exciting and it was just cool to put everything together just to be like we all felt like, oh, this is really cool. We got firefighters helping and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It just felt like a community. Yep. It was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. I know you don't have a lot to say. Do you? No, I'm trying. <laughs> I know it's hard. Um, well, we can we can just talk about small business again too. We can touch back on
1: how uh, you know one of the things that was really hard with us on on small businesses is that um, we started a salsa in two thousand three. Yeah, I think so it was two thousand three, and so we had been making it and bringing it up to like like youth camp and uh, you know like little times that we would get together we always brought our salsa and they were like oh you should sell this and we we're like maybe we should right. and um i ar- i just recently lost my job as a pharmaceutical rep and couldn't really get back into that field and so um while we were doing the salsa it was like same thing like mm-hmm. oh i'm not you know I'm not a pharmaceutical rep anymore i am a salsa maker and it it was like how do you tell people like i make salsa i have it in stores you know and it's like what are you a cook are you like i don't don't know like
0: yeah what's your like you didn't have like an official job title anymore like and that's the thing is like when you're in this like big corporate job you have like this big fancy job title and like schedule that you go off of and things that you do and then once you're self-employed you're like I'm self-employed and people are like congratulations like are you doing well right. like like what yeah, do I no, say there were
1: times that we weren't doing well you know there were times that we had money and then there were times that we didn't have money and like we would go to some shows and sell and Daryl was like as long as we have money to get home on that's, that's yeah that's all best. that really
0: mattered at that mm-hmm. point you know because you were, you were doing what you wanted to do you were making the salsa and selling the salsa right. and you were like just trying to enjoy it but it, those hard times it's like really hard to bounce, ba- bounce back from it or decide what you're going to do next
1: right and what we decided to do next was just take a, a break from it and that was really hard
0: because it was like um, we were successful and yeah people still ask I mean we stopped in 2008 and people still ask us every day where's your salsa where can mm. I get it who's making it are you selling it yeah. And once we started the t-shirt, it took off so big that we didn't have time to do salsa and stuff because yeah. t-shirts just took over. And it's much simpler than food, you know, when it comes to, like... It's not as, um,
1: you know, our hardest part was is, you know, we had a kitchen and then we had to move to a different kitchen that was smaller and it really didn't kind of work out. And it's like you feel like you were, like, a failure at at it. And then it's like, do you try something again? I mean, right do you go back to the corporate world and you know Do you want to go back to the corporate
0: world you know clock and clock out I mean yeah I don't I don't miss clocking in and clocking out I don't I don't miss that hourly but then at the same time like Um, my husband's like, well, you can just, you know, do zookeeping whenever we're like in a tough time. And I'm like, yeah, but then it's like, I have the, the commute and I have to make sure the kids are taken care of and I have to, you know, and then am I making enough to meet ends meet where like when you own a small business, it's like put work in, get work out or, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's so weird. It's a very weird balance situation. It's like the whole point of owning a small business is that like a lot of people like, oh, good for you. You're not doing the nine to five grind. And you're like, no. think I'm doing the 24-7 one right (laughs) (laughs) it might not be nine to five but I'm always working Uh, and sometimes like me and my husband were talking the other day it's like is it sometimes it feels like it's not worth it because you feel like you don't get well sometimes you don't have like the health benefits sometimes you you know you don't have the like uh security of the paychecks and things like that and so you're like is it worth it sometimes and you're like yeah but when you in reality when you think about like your other job you don't want to go back to it like mm-hmm. you want to succeed at what you're doing you mm-hmm. don't want to come off as like a like you failed and you didn't make it or didn't accomplish what you set out to accomplish so yes some months are going to be hard especially like winter months christmas time people aren't buying clothes all the time so some months are harder but you have to kind of just push through and figure out what works and you know what people want and what you want like do you want to go back to that yeah situation or whatever it's very, it's not easy being a small business owner or entrepreneur or whatever, but it, it's, it, there's times where it's way more rewarding than a normal right. corporate job or nine to five job. It's definitely more rewarding when the rewards time ha- because I feel like that nine to five is like security and all that, but sometimes there's not a reward at all. No. There's like, no, there's,
1: there's not like really much incentive. reward at
0: all. Yeah. Like. Uh, if you're doing what you love, yes, I guess that's that's great, but, like, um, I feel like small business sometimes feels like like a, a huge accomplishment for such small things, because a lot of people don't step out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. to do a small business. Right. Like, I have people all the time, I'm like, oh, my God, you're so successful, and I'm like, well, what does success mean to you? Because I, I don't know what success is. To me, I'm just average normal doing what I need to do to get by, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what is what does it mean to be successful? What do you think success is? Um, all your bills paid. <laughs> right? right? Just paying your bill. This so are you successful this month? No. <laughs> right? My bills are not paid this month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that that's the thing is that like then as a small business owner you have the means to, not means, but you have um... You have more hours to
1: accomplish uh, to... You can work overtime. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, that's Some, but we're not selling this properly. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a small business owner, there's sometimes this is Rock really gonna guys. suck. <laughs> the reward is 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 being your own boss, is being your own like there's nobody above you to tell you that you're doing this wrong or right. No, which can also you. be you this time. can also be really hard 'cause there's nobody telling you, you know, like, okay, you need to do this to make this and you know, there's none mm. of that or there there's no guarantee. There's no like Okay, here's your paycheck. Mm. You know, it's that up in the air. Yeah. I don't know. It's like living on the edge. Do yeah. you want to live on life on the. edge? It
1: is. You know, it is a adrenaline rush. It's like getting the album sell together to call. wondering if okay. things
0: are gonna sell, how much money you're gonna make. Right. Or, you know.
1: Is it? Is it gonna be one of those deals where you know you spend all that time getting everything up, and then it's like, is it shazam or is it a?
0: Oh, man, we got to rethink this. You know what the biggest reward is? Okay, so, like, for example, I decided to take Wednesdays to myself, and that's really scary because, like, I'm not at work on Wednesdays, so I'm trying to make my time valuable to me, and that's really hard as a small business owner. You have to make... Your time valuable like what mm-hmm. time you're putting in like is this making me money what I'm doing right. so Wednesdays are my podcast and YouTube days and I'm not making money off podcasts and YouTube's but I hope for this to be something I enjoy and eventually gets me to where I want to be um, and so today, like, I started a live video on my Facebook, and all these people tuned in, and they just, like, love and support you. Mm-hmm. And then I was, like, talking about hoodies, and then a girl went and ordered a hoodie while I was talking. And it's just, I think that's the biggest reward is, like, these people who are, like, yes, you got this. I think you're amazing. I'm pushing you. I'm here for you. And it's, like, I don't want to give up because I I like that. I like knowing that people are, like, rooting me on, Mm -hmm. that people see my potential that I sometimes don't see. So I I think that's the most rewarding thing as a a small business or um, apparel owner even Mm -hmm. is, like, people who are excited. Like, we had that album sale, and we had, like, 300 people who went to the event, and I'm like, I did not expect that. That was so exciting. Like, it seems so simple. People just hit going to an event. They don't even have to be buying. But it's just so exciting because it's like people see me, And they see that, the time and effort I put in, and they love that. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. Like Sometimes I feel like I put all this time and effort and work into it, and people are like, "Uh, oh, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. But then there's those people who are like, yes, we see you. You're doing it, Mm -hmm. and that's super appreciative, and that makes me want to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Keep trying you know especially like my mom puts in those thank you notes I'm not gonna take the credit for that because she does 90% of that she I puts in the them. when I ship I'll do them but she puts in thank you notes and like the little cards and stuff in the packages and I love when you guys post that you see that and that you hang those up like somebody did a thread the other day and they were like I love all my little thank you notes and then everybody else started commenting and I was like That's Mm -hmm. so cool because we don't, we didn't know. We just do what we want to do and Mm -hmm. what we feel is right and kind. Right. And then when people actually come back at us, I'm like, that is so, that makes you want to keep doing it. Like sometimes you write so many thinking like, how many are you going to have to write today?
1: (laughs) Probably about a hundred. Right. So. Which is fine. I don't care.
0: Actually. Yeah. Because you see the reward in it and the, the the happiness and kindness it brings to others. Like it really changed. Like people were like, I put those little affirmation cards up everywhere. And you're like, that's so cool. Like mm. I made those. Like how cool
1: is that? That's what everyone's getting today. Happiness and kindness. Right. My name. I love that.
0: I love I love when people just get excited about the things that I do that I feel are ordinary. Right. Well, Yeah. Right. Because I feel like they're so ordinary to me, like making the shirts and everything is just something I've done for years now. And I feel kind of just ordinary and everybody looks at me as um, an example. And I think that's really weird because I always think like an example is somebody who's famous or somebody who's like super rich and successful. And it's like, it's so funny to see what other people see it as. Mm-hmm. Like the one Suzuki um, always a passion and stuff. People are like, oh, thank you for posting this or thank you for doing that. Like, I really relate to this. And I put that out there because that was just something I needed and wanted to put out. And to get feedback from that that other people needed that was really cool. Yeah. That's really, like, eye-opening. That's like, okay, keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing forward. And as a small business, that's why we do what we do. Yep. It's because, because of all you guys. That's right. It's so exciting. It is. Yeah. So, what's your favorite thing about owning a small business? Mine, yeah.
1: Um, hard question. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what it is—is is seeing the names. Uh, you know, like we will see Jennifer's name and Jennifer, and then Jolene, Jennifer. Jolene. <laughs> we see you guys Jolene. over and over, and we sing Jolene's songs. We Jolene. do. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. It's I fun. can't sing it.
0: Yeah, don't ask me mm. to sing.
1: And then you know, it's like um, seeing. You know the um the uh the ripple effect, you know, just knowing that you know Corbin took time to print that shirt, you know,
0: I think the ripple effect is the best thing because like the other day, my husband said I was like upset, I don't even know what I was upset about, but I was upset about something, oh, sometimes when I leave work early, I feel guilty for leaving work early, I feel like I'm not working hard enough, and I'm like, yeah, but i I like work so hard and he goes did your brother have shirts to print today? And I said, yeah. And he goes, then you're doing your job because your job is selling. So as long as the person under, not under you, but the other person and has work chains. to do, mm-hmm. that the, you know, the line is still moving, then you're doing what you should be doing and it's enough. Mm-hmm. Like when you don't feel like enough, think about everything else. Like if your brother doesn't have work to do and he's not getting a paycheck then you're not working hard enough you know mm-hmm. like you're not doing what you could do so my job sometimes is just the selling and the social media and all that and i feel like sometimes it's like it it's not like technically like visually rewarding sometimes and the thing is is that sometimes i don't always see all the orders coming in or the the work that he's doing cuz somebody else is pulling the shirt and he's printing it you know so it's really weird i love the album sales cuz i feel like that's visually Rewarding as a small business owner because you're like, Oh, all these samples that I made and pulled, Mm -hmm. like they're selling, and like people like wanting more and Mm -hmm. wanting other things that's visually rewarding, and I like that. Absolutely, I'm a very visual person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I keep staring at the YouTube video. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so cool. We can leave it at that if you want to you guys am I just not very talkative no, today. no you're I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling why, your vibe right? I'm like super energetic I'm going fine, fine. and your vibe you're, you're just looking at those caramel M&M's know, my mom it? I asked my mom for batteries for the um, podcast thing the microphone and she brought Cheeto ooh that's loud I'm not into the ASMR she brought popcorn Cheeto and caramel M&M's because we were talking about how we are going to talk about imposter syndrome and she said these are kind of like imposters, for this loud, gonna <laughs> scare people away. That's they're like imposters. Like they're not real M Ms and they're not real Cheetos. I can hear <laughs> you chewy. I also recorded an entire episode uh, before this. It wasn't like an entire, but it was, long. it was long. So I'm gonna post it on Patreon for my Patreon fans or my Patreon, How do you say that? I'm new um. to Patreon. So, my patrons. I'm going to post it for my patrons. I feel like that's fancy. So, I have... Um, if you're on Patreon, which I have, like, three people right now, which I is... Three is good. I just started. Three is good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. And every time I get a new patron, I make a little cute little artwork that says thank you for you. It's, like, my way to, like, shout out to you. But there's also... There's, like, five different tiers, and you can, like pick which one you want to support like there's just general support for $3 it's super easy and then you can see all my YouTube videos and outtakes and things like that so yeah just get on there and check it out if you want to support us that that pays for this mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. and stuff so right yeah. now this is it this is free this is the <laughs> because there's not much not many fans on there but I'm hoping one day it'll get bigger and it'll be great They're I'm excited and they'll go Remember those two girls that won't yeah. were... Yeah. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going, and people are going to love it, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be like, those little t- t- t-
1: sisters. Oh, we should probably talk <laughs> about, um, like, something... Never
0: mind. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe and comment and let us know, like, kind of, if something we talked about you want to hear more about or there's something you'd like to hear about our business. You know, we run multiple. Our life is kind of chaotic. It is. Okay, so... So, my parents started making uh, apparel for Fireman Up. No, we didn't even make it. We did artwork. My parents started Fireman Up in 2013. My dad can hand draw. He's freaking amazing. There's a whole story behind that about Mm -hmm. how when he was four, he lost his arm. And it got sewn back on on Thanksgiving Day. And so, he has got this amazing story. And we can go deeper into that on another podcast. Maybe he can come in. I'd, I'd love care. to have him on talking about that if he's okay with that. So he started Fireman Up with all his beautiful artwork. Um, he hand draws. It's amazing. He's doing some really cool stuff that I hope that yes. he'll start a Patreon soon because he's really talented. So started Fireman Up. Somebody was making their shirts. They weren't making it exactly how they wanted it. Firemen are super picky and want certain left chest and everything like that. So then my parents came to me and they were like, we're getting our tax money. We're going to start printing our own shirts. And I said, that's a terrible idea. Uh, right? <laughs> I literally was like, I don't support this. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She was, I was like, I'm I was a zookeeper at the time and things were going good for me. And all I kept thinking is, why would you want to do that? Like you already tried the salsa and it didn't work out and you tried this. It did and it not went, work out. Right? But I was just thinking like, you guys are doing good. Like what if it fails? Like I was scared for you. So I said, don't do it. So they did it. Mm -hmm. They did it anyways. Mm -hmm. And then they started making t-shirts out of the garage and it started getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And then I was like, oh, I bought this house because I was pregnant and I wanted to be closer to my parents and it had this huge garage. And so then they were like, oh, we'll rent out your like garage area Mm -hmm. to print. And I'm like, great idea. That's great for me because I'm a new homeowner. I could use the money, things like that. So they start printing in my garage, and they kept saying, hey, when are you going to come work with us? And I was like, never. I'm a zookeeper. I'm doing what I love. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant, which was on purpose, but I had no plan at all. I had no plan Mm -hmm. for the future. I just was like, I want kids. I love this guy that I'm with. This is working out. This is perfect. Let's have babies. And then I got pregnant and was like, well, shoot. I work 13 hours a day, drive all the way to Dallas and back. Like, what am I going to do? Like, Day, I can't afford daycare off a zookeeper salary like I can't do this so my husband decided he was gonna quit as a zookeeper because that's how we met he was gonna quit as a zookeeper and go into AC so his paycheck like was like half and then I was like why don't I quit too and just start making shirts so then my paycheck was like a third <laughs> like, of what it was paying. supposed to I don't so know we were paying, what, ha- we were paying partial rent, yeah you were so. paying rent so I guess mm-hmm. I was like this this will be great So I quit and just started a company off of an idea. Like literally I was like, Mm. here's an idea. Everybody buy my stuff. And I was actually piggybacking off of my parents' website. They they started Big Big Dog Dog Shirt Shack Shack. Shack. once I started printing shirts. And so I piggybacked off of it and it got so big they were like, okay, you need your own website now. This is getting crazy. So um, January 2016, I started January, or June 2015 Mm -hmm. is when I like launched the business. So January 2016 I launched my website and I it just we have over 30,000 order sales mm. now 30,000 orders mm. on our website right now in 5 years mm. so it's it's in or I guess even 4 because it's just my website is over right. 30,000 so before that we even got more orders so it's just gotten huge I don't even remember where I was going with this mm. was the purpose to me telling this story oh how we started I mm. guess so now we're here and then um, I have three kids now. I don't know how three kids happened in five years. I had now have three children and now we run, that's what I was talking about. Yes, how many? So we started Fireman Up, or they started Fireman Up. Um, then we turned it into Big Dog Shirt Shack. Big Dog Shirt Shack did fully involve. Then Big Dog Shirt Shack started doing other brands, like other fire brands, like Fully Involved, Fit to Fight Fire, and things like that. And then we started Animals Anonymous inside of Big Dog Shirt Track. And then Animals Anonymous kept, like, Big Dog Shirt Shack still makes Animals Anonymous apparel and Fireman Up apparel. And then we ended up hiring my little brother. And then we hired my, he does full screen printing. We hired my older brother. He does full embroidery. Mm. And mind you, Corbin, my little brother, had no idea how to do any screen printing whatsoever. He It was just like, here, here you go, let's learn this, let's figure out. And now he's like a professional screen printer. Mm-hmm. And then when, when we hired Devin, we also bought an embroidery machine, so nobody knew how to do embroidery. And now he's like a full professional digitizer, and he does things for, I don't even know if I can say what he does for because some of it's like a secret. Him. He yeah. does for
1: Fall Guy. Yeah. it's for games. He does a
0: lot of video game stuff, which is crazy because when we were little, he was like big into video games. So it's so cool to see how his passion for video games turned into something embroidery-wise. It's just been so cool. But then, like, my brothers and my dad and then Thomas, one of our employees, are all volunteer firefighters for the city. Mm. So then we have firefighters coming and going. All the time. And then zookeepers coming and Mm. going. And then zookeeper conventions. And it's just insane how this small little family dynamic has turned into, like, screen printing, embroidery, zookeeping, gaming, firefighting. Mm. It's so insane, this... This whole spider web of things. Yeah, I'd love to make a little spider web design that's like Big Dog Shirt Jack, and then all the things. Right, because like <laughs> oh. it's insane how we started, and mm-hmm. so if you'd love to support us, you can go to the Patreon, watch our videos, subscribe. Uh, check out our Facebooks. So I've got links in the YouTube. I'll try to get some links over, um, on the podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, all that. Anywhere you can find podcasts. It's just Unfuck Yourself and Be beautiful. It's spelled crazy, so check out the title if that helps. If you're listening to the podcast, you can see the title. Um, so yeah, that's great. Yeah. Follow us along. We'll do some more videos. We'll get some more content. Maybe this one will wake up more. I know, right? I I'm like on another coffee, level. Didn't you didn't have coffee. coffee today. I didn't. I, I forgot did. my
1: purse. So. I did my
0: live video and I had way too much coffee. Mm. So apologies for that. Or not. Mm. I can totally be what I want to be. <laughs> I am me. And I gotta go ship. Oh yeah, ship your sh- ship my stuff. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> okay. Right. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you. Stay kind. Love you.